Hi, I'm Rudy Rucker, and I'm here at the fabulous KFJC Studios, a mythical place I'm finally visiting. And I'm here with Ann Arbor, and I'm reading some short science fiction stories that I put into my nonfiction book, The Life Box, The Seashell, and The Soul. This book's the fruit of my 20 years labor in the Silicon Valley vineyards, and it's an attempt to make some sense out of computation and what it means. The book has six chapters, and the last chapter is about philosophy. To introduce each of the chapters, I've written a short science fiction story. This story I'm going to read now is called Hello Infinity. Jake Wasser was adding a column of penciled-in numbers on his preliminary tax form. Sure, he could be doing this on a computer, but he enjoyed the mental exercise. Tax season was his time of year for arithmetic. Nine and three is two carry one. Two take away five is seven borrow one. If he hadn't blown off calculus and majored in history, maybe he would have been a scientist like his playful bohemian wife Rosalie. Instead, he'd ended up a foot soldier in a Wall Street law firm. It was a grind, although it paid the rent. When the tax numbers were all in place, it was early afternoon. Jake was free. Even though he'd known he'd finish early, he'd taken a full day off. He needed one. Recently, he'd had the feeling that life was passing him by. Here he was, 42, and he'd been working crazy long weeks for going on 20 years now. Kissing butt, laughing at jokes, talking about politics and cars, smoking cigars, eating heavy meals. He and Rosalie had never gotten around to having children. He looked over the apartment with its polished wood everywhere. The sight of their luxury, flat, never failed to lift his mood. In some ways, he and Rosalie had been very lucky. He drifted toward the window that faced Gramercy Park, passing the heavy vase of flowers their Dominican housekeeper had brought in. They resembled heavy pink thistles. Proteus? Their odor was sweet, spiral, stimulating. It made him think of numbers. He stood by the window and looked up Lexington Avenue, the blocks receding into the misty April rain. On a whim, he began counting the windows in the buildings lining the avenue. To his surprise, he was able to count them all. And then he counted the bricks as easily as taking a breath. Although he couldn't have readily put the quantity into words, he knew the exact number of bricks in the buildings outside, knew it as surely as he knew the number of fingers on his hands. Leaning on the windowsill, he went on counting, just to see how high he could go. Whirl, 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 and then he was done. He'd counted through all the numbers there are. He caught his breath and glanced around the quiet apartment. The housekeeper was gone for the day. What strange thoughts he was having. He went into the kitchen and drank a glass of water from the sink, and then, once again, he counted to infinity. The trick was to visualize each number in half the time of the number before. He could do it, even though it didn't seem physically possible. Gingerly, he felt his balding pate and the crisp curls at the back of his head. Everything was as it should be, all his parts in place. Should he rush to the emergency room? That would be a stupid way to spend his free day. He glanced down at the wood floor, counting the light and dark bands of grain. And then he counted to infinity again. He grabbed an umbrella and left the apartment in search of Rosalie. Looking at the damp taxi's window on the ride uptown, he took in every detail. People's gestures, their magnificent faces. Usually he didn't pay so much attention. 
feeling he'd be overloaded if he let everything in. But today he was like a photo album with an endless supply of fresh pages, a digital camera with an inexhaustible memory card. Calmly he absorbed the passing pageant. At 66th Street, the cab turned and drove to the research campus beside the East River. Jake didn't often visit Rosalie at work, and the guard at the desk called her on a speakerphone for permission. Jake, she exclaimed in surprise. You're here? I was just about to call you. Something's happened to me, he said. I want to see you. Yes, said Rosalie. Let him in, Dan. The building was old with shiny gray linoleum floors. Nothing to count but the hallway doors. Rosalie's short-cropped dark head popped out of the last one, her personal lab. She smiled and beckoned, filled with some news of her own. "'You've got to see my organic microscope!' exclaimed Rosalie, drawing him into her quarters. It was just the two of them there. "'Wait!' interrupted Jake. "'I counted every brick on Lexington Avenue, and then I counted to infinity.' "'Every brick?' said Rosalie, not taking him seriously. "'Sounds like you did the tax forms without a calculator again.' I'm thinking things that are physically impossible, said Jake solemnly. Maybe I'm dying. You look fine, said Rosalie, planting a kiss on his cheek. It's good to see you out of that gray suit. The news here is the opposite. My new scope is real, but what it's doing is unthinkable. She gestured at a glowing, irregularly shaped display screen. I came up with this gnarly idea for a new approach to microscopy, and I had Nick in the genomics group grow the biotech components for me. It uses a kind of octopus skin for the display, so I call it a skin scope. It's the end, Jake. It zooms in like forever. A xeno-infinity in four seconds. Patentable for sure. She closed her office door and lowered her voice. We need to talk intellectual property, lawyer mine. I'm tired of being a lawyer, murmured Jake, intoxicated by Rosalie's presence. With his new sensitivity, he was hearing all the echoes and overtones of their melding voices in the little room, the endlessly detailed fractals of the component frequencies. How nice it would be to work with Rosalie every day. Her face held 14 million shades of pink. Here we go, said Rosalie, blithely flicking a switch attached to the skin scope. The display's skin flickered and began bringing forth images of startling clarity and hue, the first a desultory paramecium poking around for food. Jake thought of a mustached paralegal picking through depositions. The skin scope shuddered and the zoom began. They flew through the microbe's core, down past its twinkling genes into a carbon atom. The atom's nucleus bloated up like the sun and inside it danced a swarm of firefly lights. This is inconceivable, said Rosalie. We're already at the femtometer level and it's only getting started. It goes through all the decimals, you dig? A firefly broke into spirals of sparks. A spark unfolded into knotted strings. A string opened into tunnels of cartoon hearts. A heart divulged a ring of golden keys. A key crumbled into a swarm of butterflies. Each image lasted half as long as the one before. It's too fast to see now, said Rosalie, but Jake stayed with the zoom, riding the endless torrent of images. Infinity, he said. When it was done, I saw it all. And to hell with quantum mechanics, mused Rosalie. My Jake, it's a sign, both these things happening to us today. The world is using us to make something new. But the skin scope patent will belong to the lab, said Jake. I remember the clause from your contract. What if I quit the lab, said Rosalie. 
I'm tired of hearing about disease. We could start a company, said Jake. Develop skin scope applications. We'll use them like infinite computers, Jake. A box to simulate every possible option in a couple of seconds. No round-off, no compromise, all the details. You can be the chief engineer. Kind of late for a career change, said Jake. You can do it, said Rosalie. You'll teach our programmers to see infinity. Teach me now. Show me how you learned. Okay, said Jake, taking out his pencil and jotting down some figures. Add the first two lines and subtract the third one.